A video version of this podcast is available at AboundingJoy.com and also on our YouTube pages. Well, hey guys, thanks for joining me in this seventh and final study in our spiritual warfare series. Today, we're learning how to take up the sword, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Ephesians 6, 17. Last time we looked at the first part of this verse. Now, look at the last part and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword is our offensive weapon incredibly powerful, incredibly effective at driving away the enemy and tearing down his work. But listen, guys, it would be a mistake to try to grab the sword with having, without having putting the, the defensive weapons in place first. You understand what I'm saying? We must not make the mistake of neglecting in any way what we've been talking about in the first six videos, the defensive weapons. When we foolishly neglect the f- defensive weapons, What we're doing is ignoring the fact that our enemy, the devil and his demons, they have offensive weapons of their own and we'll become an easy target for them. You know, we've, we've talked about this already, but it'd be easy for him to bring us down if we don't have our defensive armor in place. Can you imagine what would have happened to a Roman soldier if he had to go into battle and all he did was grab his sword and run into battle and didn't have his belt on, didn't have his breastplate on? didn't have the right footwear, didn't have a helmet, didn't have a shield. <laughs> Be tremendously foolish. He wouldn't last long, would he? He might have a real powerful sword, but he needs that defensive armor in place. Well, we need the defensive weapons that God's provided for us before we start using the offensive weapon. On the other hand, <laughs> it does seem tempting for some people. Here's the other ditch. You know, we've talked about the balance there many times to sort of hope that the enemy will just leave us alone if we'll just put on all the defensive armor. If we'll have all the defensive weapons in place, they're hoping that maybe Satan will just leave us alone. (laughs) And there are many Christians, I'm afraid, who never get around to using the sword at all, or at least not using it very effectively. Listen, it's true that if we put on the defensive armor that God's given us correctly and effectively, That armor will certainly protect us from Satan's most commonly used attacks. We've seen this already. But let me tell you what happens. If we don't use the sword, Satan and his demons will just kind of hang around waiting for us to slip up. One of these days, one of our defensive weapons will be allowed to slip a little bit and Satan's kingdom, Satan's demons usually, will will make the move. (laughs) So when we add our offensive weapon, the sword, to the defensive weapons, we're not only holding our spiritual enemies at bay, we're not only protecting ourselves from them, but we actually take the offense, we drive them away. And we can actually tear down those evil strongholds, God tells us. So I want to share some scriptures with you. These can be used, I think, aggressively to attack and drive away the enemy. Some of these can be just used as direct commands to Satan. You know, for example, Satan, let your lying lips be dumb who speak arrogantly against the righteous with pride and contempt. (laughs) That's right out of scripture. Others can be used to remind Satan of things that he doesn't want to be reminded of. For example, Satan, 
I remind you that God says in his word, you're going to be thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone. You'll be tormented day and night forever and ever. I don't think he wants to hear that. It's true. Now, I know that some Christians are a little bit hesitant to speak directly to Satan and his demons. But God's told us they are the enemy. And he says, I'm giving you a sword, a powerful weapon. I'm calling it, God says, the sword of the spirit, which he says is my word, the word of God. And he said, I want you to use it to attack your spiritual enemies. That means we speak God's word against our spiritual enemies. You may remember Jesus himself set an example for us. You remember this? Right after he was baptized, he went into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. He was attacked by Satan. And Jesus attacked Satan right back. And he spoke scripture directly to him. Matthew chapter 4, for example, we read, Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan. For it's written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. So Jesus himself has given us a model in his own life to follow, not just the commands, but a model. God's given us scriptures, and we can use them to drive Satan off. Satan would like nothing more <laughs> than for us to feel so foolish and so shy about using them that we would say, maybe there's some other strategy. <laughs> We just need to tell Satan what God's given us to tell him. See what I'm saying? Once again, we've looked at this problem before, but some Christians want to try to delegate back to God what God's delegated to us. Remember that problem? And offensive spiritual warfare is a major discomfort to many Christians. They just don't feel comfortable with it. So what do they want to do? They'll say, well, God, why don't you do it? <laughs> <laughs> and so they'll pray, God, you do it. Now, again, I'll say it as I said before, there's nothing wrong with praying as part of our spiritual warfare, but God's given us a sword and he commands us to take it up and use it. So we can't just delegate it all back to God. God's using us. And this is what I recommend you do. If it occurs to you that there's some things going on in your family, maybe, or just your personal life, or maybe in your church, maybe in your nation, or maybe on the job. And it could possibly be the work of Satan and his demons trying to mess things up. Take up the sword and go to battle against them. Here's something I've done before. I've started by putting on the defensive armor, of course. We've been looking at it in these preceding videos. And then I prayed something like this when the defensive armor's in place. I say, Father... If there are any demonic powers at work here in the lives of my family right now, would you please make sure these demons hear me as I take up your sword against them? So I make that prayer to my father. And then I just direct words to the evil spirits. I'll say something like, you evil spirits, you've been assigned to cause communication problems in my family. I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I remind you that the weapons of my warfare are not of the flesh, but mighty through God to the pulling down of your strongholds. And I remind you that for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy your works. And I'm commanding you, demons, in the mighty name of my Lord Jesus Christ, to get out of this relationship. Go wherever the Lord Jesus Christ sends you. You can't continue your work here. <laughs> now, there are many other scriptures that you might want to use. The Holy Spirit will bring them to your mind, assuming, of course, that you've memorized them. You have to get them in your heart, and then the Holy Spirit will bring them, bring them out when you need them. By the way, <laughs> I heard Adrian Rogers one time tell his congregation, this was many, many years ago, ago of course, but he said, told them something I thought was very good. He was in the process of telling them 
that they needed to learn to do what we're talking about right now, to speak directly to the devil, to drive him off with God's word. And he said, some people are going to say, Adrian, that sounds like you're praying to the devil. And Adrian Rogers said, no. Are you praying to a cat when you say scat? (laughs) And I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) Now, you may be wondering, well, Steve, what if there are no spiritual enemies around after all? What if I'm just speaking into the air? (laughs) Well, for one thing, I think I can pretty well guarantee that they really are going to be present a lot of the time. I think that's why God has so much to say about in his word about fighting them, resisting them. We have enemies and they're seeking to cause us harm. God's given us these weapons. But listen, (laughs) suppose it were to turn out that you really were just speaking into the air. Suppose not a single demon was able to hear what you had to say. Don't you think it'd be better to take up the spiritual sword, which is the word of God, and use it when there is no enemy present than maybe not to use it when demons really are at work? You see my point here? (laughs) I'm just convinced that one tactic the enemy has used successfully in many believers is to convince them they're going to look silly if they start commanding demons to leave. Many believers simply hope that the demons will leave them alone and they won't use a sword. They're afraid they're going to look silly. (laughs) That's a work of Satan in and of itself. You see my point? But listen, even if there are no demons present, spending time in the presence of the Lord, obviously we do all our spiritual warfare in the presence of the Lord. We may be talking to the demons, but we know the Lord's present. He's the one that has to make it work, right? Well, when we use these powerful verses in his presence, it's going to build us up spiritually. Even if I never drive off a single demon, I'm going to go stronger in the Lord and in his word. Let me share one other observation about some of these verses you're going to see on the list. Sometimes the Bible refers to our enemies without specifying who they are. And we may have a tendency to think of only human enemies. And there are certainly human beings out there, I realize this, who set themselves against us. There's some human beings that literally hate Christians. They consider us to be their enemies anyway. But you'll remember our real enemies are not human at all. (laughs) Remember, our battle is is not against flesh and blood. So when you read the word enemies in these verses, think about Satan. Think about his demons. Don't think about people. I'm going to share a few of these verses with you. You you can add to the list. I'll probably put a few more on the Abounding Joy website when I post this. But I think you'll be able to see why our spiritual enemies hate these words. (laughs) These are This is God's word. These are powerful, effective words God himself has given us so that we can use them to attack Satan and his demons and drive them off. So Lord willing, I'll remember to leave a list of these on the the post at AboundingJoy.com. Revelation 12. This is a threefold source of victory that we have over Satan. I love this verse. And they, that's God's kids, overcame him, that's Satan, because of, here's the first one, the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony and they did not love their life even to death. So what you can do is simply direct those words towards Satan, something like this, Satan, you evil spirits, I come against you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I remind you that I overcome you with the blood of the lamb. And with the word of my testimony. And I love not my life even to death. Look at what God gave us in 1 John chapter 4. You'll love this one too. I bet you've memorized this. Some of you have. You are from God, little children. 
and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And so we can say, Satan, I remind you that God who is in me is greater than you in the world. 1 John 3, the Son of God appeared for this purpose, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Satan, I remind you for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might de destroy all of your works. <laughs> he undid them on the cross. James chapter 4, submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Satan, I remind you, God's told me when I resist you, you've got to flee. Get out of here. Go where Jesus sends you. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 2. Jesus partook of flesh and blood that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death. That is the devil. So again, Satan, I know you had the power of death. But I remind you that Jesus became flesh and blood that through death he might render you powerless. Here's one. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses or strongholds. We're destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Satan, I come against you with the weapons of God that are mighty through God to the destruction of your strongholds. Here's one. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Satan, I remind you that the God of peace will soon crush you under my feet. <laughs> I love this one. It's from Luke chapter 11. And it's such a powerful picture that Jesus gives us of the spiritual warfare. He said, when a strong man, he's talking about Satan here, the strong man, fully armed, Satan has his weapons, guards his own homestead, his possessions are undisturbed. But when someone stronger than he, Jesus is talking about himself now, someone stronger than he attacks him and overpowers him, he takes away from him all his armor on which he relied and distributes his plunder. I think it's good to remind Satan of that verse. Satan, I remind you that Jesus is stronger than you and Jesus has taken away your armor and Jesus has distributed your plunder. How about this one? Behold, I've given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions, metaphors for spiritual enemies, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall injure you. Satan, I remind you that Jesus has given me authority over all your power. Nothing shall hurt me. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. They'll be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's Revelation chapter 20. Satan, I remind you of your future. You're going to be thrown into the lake of fire, brimstone. You're going to be tormented day and night, forever and ever. I don't think Satan likes to be reminded of that. I think it's powerful. I think it's why God put it in his word, one reason, so we could remind Satan of the truth about his future. Now, those are all verses from the New Testament, but listen, God's given us some very powerful spiritual warfare verses in the Old Testament as well. For example, here's Psalm 18. I pursued my enemies and overtook them, and I didn't turn back until they were consumed. I shattered them so that they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet. 
See, that's true of us in our spiritual enemies because of what Jesus did for us. Psalm 56, then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know that God is for me. Psalm 35, let those be ashamed and dishonored who seek my life, demonic powers. Let those be turned back and humiliated who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them on. Let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. You could say to Satan, Satan, demons, you're like chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving you on. Be gone in Jesus' name. Psalm 37, let me not be put to shame, O Lord, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them be silent in Sheol. Let the lying lips be dumb who speak arrogantly against the righteous with pride and contempt. Psalm 124, our soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare of the trapper. The snare is broken and we've escaped. Psalm 91, for it's he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. Isaiah 49, by the way, this might be a good passage to use when you're doing spiritual warfare on behalf of your kids or maybe on behalf of your grandkids because many of our kids and grandkids have fallen prey to the mighty man, the tyrant, Satan. Look at this. Can the prey be taken from the mighty man? Or the captives of a tyrant be rescued? Surely, thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty man will be taken away, and the prey of the tyrant will be rescued. For I, God says, will contend with the one who contends with you. God will contend with Satan as Satan contends with us, and I will save your sons. Well, there are many others. We'll stop here. I'll leave you with this. Please, take God seriously about the spiritual warfare. Take our spiritual enemies seriously. We have a, a battle to fight. And let's do what he says here in Ephesians chapter 6. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Not part of it. The whole thing. The whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. This is certainly an evil day. And having done all to stand firm. When the Lord comes back. But when he calls us home, we're going to be found standing firm, right? Stay in the battle, guys, till God says it's over. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for all the armor that you've given us. Thank you for revealing the truth about the spiritual war you've placed us in, about our enemies, and about the weapons you've given us. Thank you, Lord, that because of Jesus, ultimately it's all because of Jesus, and what he did on the cross there when he undid all the works of Satan, when he defeated Satan once and for all, Lord, thank you that that victory was won so that we can fight not for victory, but from victory because of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we're assured of the outcome. We know that we're going to be with you forever and ever because we're in Jesus and you made that promise to us. But Lord, we know you've allowed the enemies to stay here and you've allowed us to live in this flesh to teach us to be overcomers to teach us to fight the spiritual war you've placed us in. So, Lord, help us to be good learners. Help us to learn how to put all the weapons on correctly. Help us to learn how to take up that sword that you've provided, your word, and to go against the enemy with great effectiveness, not in the strength of our own flesh. Lord, that would be stupid. We know that. But in the power of your Holy Spirit, the power of the blood of Jesus, the power of your name, 
You are God Almighty and there's none else and you win the victory. So we just want to cooperate with you and let you use us to drive off the enemy, to stand firm and when everything's over, to still be standing firm with our focus on you, our trust in you, our hope in you, giving you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.